welcome pradeep welcome to this episode of deep takes uh, nice to have you on board pradeep talk to us a little bit about the foundation of uravulaps and the germination of the idea Mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks, Fashionavi, for having me on the podcast today. So, uh, speaking of Urubu, so Urubu was actually, you know, initiated by Sopnil and Venkatesh, my co-founders. They are graduates of NIT Calicut, and when they were pursuing their, you know, uh, bachelors at NIT Calicut uh, in the year of 2015, particularly the city of Calicut had faced severe water shortage problem. And this motivated Sapnil and Venkatesh to, you know, uh, come up with the water solution problem, uh, water solution towards this problem. And they started, you know, after they graduated in 2016, they started working in a garage room kind of a setting, um, uh, you know, um, and they figured out that, you know, they should be working on something called water from air solution. And they started working on that and they developed something called, you know, conventional technology in this space, which consumed a lot of electricity. And in, you know, around 2018, uh, there was this competition called X Prize, Water Abundance X Prize, um, and that motivated you know water from air companies to make the water from you know air 100% renewable in nature, and that motivated Sapmin and Venkatesh also uh, you know um, uh, to make their water from air actually 100% renewable, and that is when you know Sapnil, uh, contacted one of my professors at Indian Institute of Science Bangalore, and then you know I got connected with Sapnil and Venkatesh and started working with them. And in 2018, you know, we uh, 2019 October, we formed the company officially, um, and we all started working on you know something called this 100% renewable water. Um, and we also, you know, to talk about myself, I did my masters and PhD from Indian Institute of Science Bangalore. Uh, also had the opportunity to spend uh, five semesters at MIT Boston. Um, and um, you know, since last two years, we are fully focused on uh, making water. 100% renewable. With us, you know, there is one more gentleman called Balaji. Balaji is uh, a strong engineer. He comes from a strong manufacturing background, and he's someone you know who can convert ideas into reality, who can convert blueprints into products. So, you know, together, four of us uh, started this journey in 2019. About you know uh, six months back, we raised our first investment from a firm called Special Invest. And, uh, you know, uh, we have made significant progress. We, we today have two five liter per day machines in our office, which generate 100% renewable water and one 20 liter per day. And we're going to be, you know, installing our first pilot in, in a coming month or two. But Pradeep, walk us through the technology. Sure, sure Vaishnavi. So, uh, you know, water from air is not something that is new, that this concept has been there for more than two decades now. But the problem with this concept has been that you know, the, the traditional technology, the conventional technology I was talking about earlier, you know, this technology is based on something called air conditioning effect. So we all see that, you know, on our air conditioners, water droplets start forming and, you know, instead of letting them fall on the ground, somebody could be collecting those water droplets and, you know, making water from air. So this is nothing but basically using an air conditioner to produce our water from air. So as we all know that, you know, air conditioners are super electricity hungry, and though that water is from air, but it is heavily dependent on, you know, electricity. That is why, you know, this water is not renewable because, you know, till today our 60, 70% electricity is actually coming from fossil fuel based power plants. So this is, you know, one type of technology that has already been there in the market. Though this technology can make water from air, but because of heavy electricity dependence, or dependence also, you know, heavy electricity, the water is not really renewable in nature. So then, you know, there comes second type of technology. There are only two technologies. First was the air conditioning technology. The second is desiccant technology. 
To the best of our knowledge, there are only four companies in the world today which work on desiccant type of technology, um, uh, including us from Bangalore, Urubu, Urubu Labs. Uh, and you know, um, the interesting part here is that you know there, there is a company called Zero Mass Water, sourced global from the US. They were the first you know, entrant um, um, in the water from air space using desiccants. And desiccants hold this opportunity to make water 100% renewable. Unlike air conditioning effect, they need heat. Um, and heat can be, you know, easily supplied in a renewable way. So that is that is a basic philosophy behind the desiccant technology. And they developed this product. And the cost of water they had, uh, the cost of water from zero mass water, the source global company solution is, you know, very high. The, um, it's about, you know, 22, 23 rupees per liter. Uh, though this water is 100% renewable, but it's very, very expensive. So that is where, you know, Urvu Labs comes into picture. What we want to do is, Unlike, you know, traditional technology, air conditioning technology, we want to supply 100% renewable water. But, but, you know, unlike zero mass water, you know, we want to supply that renewable water at an affordable cost, like, you know, four rupees, five rupees per liter. So that is where, you know, th that is where we are today. And eventually our systems have this potential to reach the cost parity also, uh, you know, um, with the conventional systems, uh, utility water, um, um, you know, distilled water, you know, in, in many, many ways. Understood, uh, Pradeep. Um, if you could try and explain a little bit in detail about uh, the whole technology or the cycle where solar energy comes sure. into play. Yeah. Sure, sure, Vaishnavi. So, you know, earlier I basically gave the overview of, you know, uh, water from air landscape. Now I'll try to focus on, you know, what we at Urvu Labs are trying to do. So what we are trying to do, uh, Vaishnavi precisely, is we use desiccant technology. The most common desiccant that, that we all have seen in our life is called silica gel. Silica gel is nothing but whenever we buy a thermal flask kind of a product, we would have seen a small pouch. You know, generally it carries beads of two to four mm in size. So that very material we use to water uh, to, to produce water from air. We are exploring other materials as well, but you know this is one very popular material which can be used uh, in a very efficient way. Uh, so we use the silica gel. The property of silica gel is that 10 kgs of silica gel in about three hours, when ambient air is passed over it, can produce about you know two liters, two kgs of water. It can adsorb two kgs, two liters of water on it. Now, what happens is this is something called adsorption. Adsorption means that silica gel is going to adsorb water vapor. 10 kgs of silica gel can adsorb maximum of about, you know, 20% of its mass. So, you know, two kgs, two liters of water. So this is what happens during adsorption. Now, to regenerate the silica gel, we what we do is we switch from adsorption to desorption. When we switch from adsorption to desorption, we start heating, we start heating silica gel at about 70 degrees Celsius. When we heat up silica gel at about 70 degrees Celsius, you know, the earlier adsorbed two kgs, two liters of water will now be released in form of water vapor. And this water vapor is condensed and we get, you know, fresh water uh, um, in form of renewable water. So this heat that we are using during desorption is going to come from, you know, renewable heat sources, for example, solar uh, water panels. So we all, you know, in particularly in South, Southern India, solar water heater panels have become really famous, which is the same solar water heater panels to produce water at about 70 degrees Celsius. And this water provides heat to our machine, uh, uh, you know, to produce water from air in a closed loop manner. Pradeep, now this technology is amazing. And as I said, there are four startups in the whole world doing it. Now, what is your competitive advantage vis-a-vis uh, -vis other startups uh, who are in the same sector? 
Sure, Vaishnavi. So, you know, this is this is a really interesting question. So, thank you for asking this question. Um, so, you know, um, there are only four companies. You know, uh, the best name I can drop here is uh, Source Global from the US. They're also, they were previously known as Zero Mass Water. So they are the only company out there actually, you know, who can offer 100% renewable water to the market other than us today. Those other four companies are there in the desiccant, total four companies are there in the desiccant space. Only two among these, just two, four desiccant companies can offer 100% renewable water. One is Source Global, one is us from Bangalore. So this Zero Mass Water, you know, the, the concept there is that, you know, they have made a panel kind of approach to produce 100% renewable water. They have followed that kind of approach. What I mean by that is there are two key important elements, as I mentioned. One is that, you know, the desiccant unit, the silica gel unit, and the second is the solar thermal unit, which is going to provide us heat to carry out the desorption process. Now, what in case of zero mass water they have done is they have combined these two elements physically with respect to each other. When they combine these two elements you know with respect to uh, each other physically what happens is that you know they they become limited in the panel size for example right now the panel size is three meters square and it is five liter per day if they were to make you know 10 liter per day the panel size will become six meters square and six meter will become non-transportable in nature so that is why they limited themselves to three meters square three meters square is equal to five liters per day now you know this five liter per day is a very small unit uh, you can imagine that, you know, whether the machine is 5 liter per day or 50,000 liter per day, the electronics that will go in managing the processes will remain same. The cost associated with electronics, walls, regulators, the control theory will not really change. So this balance of system cost really doesn't change as we want to, you know, um, scale up. So as a customer, let's say, you know, you want to produce 2000 liters of water every day. What this company is going to do is they're going to supply you 400 of these panels. When they supply 400 of these panels, all these small, small components are duplicated to produce, you know, water from air, which is going to be now 2000 liter per day for you. So the, what happened here was, you know, electronics was used in every other panel. Uh, the desiccant was used in every other panel. So every component was repeated. So basically the concept on which zero mass works is based on, you know, clusters of small, small machines. What we have done is, on the other hand, we have decoupled the desiccant core from uh, the solar unit very physically. Now, what happens after, when we do that, no matter what the size of the machine is going to be, whether five liter per day, 50 liter per day, 50,000 liter per day, we are gonna have a single desiccant core, single wall system, single electronic system. So everything is gonna be singular in nature in our concept. So as we scale up the cost associated, the fractional cost associated with uh, you know electronics, the rest of the balance of system keeps coming down and it brings the cost of water down. So their water is at about 22, 23 rupees per liter. When we bring in the principles of economies of scale in our concept, the cost of water for us becomes, uh, you know, about uh, three rupees per liter, uh, three and a half rupees per liter, including our margins. So this is this is the key differentiator that you know we have tried to bring in the principles of economies of scale in uh, 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 the 100% renewable water concept for the first time. Who are your customers, and then uh, what is your revenue model? <laughs> sure, sure, Vashnavi. So thanks for again, again, you know, asking this interesting question. So, um, um, what our market is, uh, you know, who are our target customers? So when we look at 
uh, beverage industry uh, beverage industry is really an interesting case scenario so uh, beverage industry consumes lot of water actually yeah. 1500 billion liters of water you know whatever water human beings drink uh, uh, 20% of that is actually coming from uh, is floating around us in form of beverage products whether plain water bottle juices cold drinks or you know alcoholic products so lot of water is there around us in form of beverage products and most of this water for the beverage industry has been coming from groundwater and groundwater is something that we know that you know uh, is non renewable in nature in the sense that you know once depleted it takes like you know tens of years to get it replenished and if you know our efforts are also there you know in in in, in an amplified way so not really it happens so uh, uh, the beverage industry if we look at today is highly unsustainable because of you know usage of this non renewable ground water that is one the second is that you know it is also heavily relied on the usage of plastic this plastic is again something that is not sustainable all our beverage product not all but you know more than 95% of our beverage products are actually coming in plastic packaging plastic is again unsustainable for the environment and if you look at the size of you know um, beverage industry it's like you know trillion dollar industry massive industry at this massive industry till today has remained non renewable unsustainable in nature that is where we we can you know add value the urvuk solution that we are trying to develop as i mentioned in the beginning that you know we are trying to develop a scaled up version of zero mark system uh, which is going to be you know which will and as when we scale up the system um, the cost of water keeps coming down and when the cost of water keeps coming down the system will become attractive for the beverage industry so you know th- that is where we see that the you know, beverage industry would be our first uh, main major target focus um, for, for for exploring for exploiting the idea of 100% renewable water so do you already have uh, customers uh, in the list or can yes. you name them mm-hmm. so actually you know we we are uh, we are in communication with many many beverage players and we are actually getting very good traction um 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 Uh, we we have particularly one pilot from a company called ABN Bev. We are we are doing uh, you know one pilot with ABN Bev. ABN Bev is world's largest beer maker. Budweiser, Stella, Corona, these brands are from them, and they were particularly excited about the idea of 100% renewable water, uh, you know, in the beer space. Uh, and similarly, you know, we are speaking to many um, um, you know Japanese beverage companies, and you know, as we all know, that Japan is a very advanced country. Um, uh, Japan is really advanced in terms of you know bottled water that is available in the Japanese market. Also, for example, whatever water is there in their bottles market in Japan, uh, you know that all all of that water is actually rain harvested water, so it's renewable, it's it's sustainable water in a way. But these Japanese companies, uh, beverage companies, haven't been able to provide sustainable water, renewable water outside Japan because you know rain harvesting is again area consuming. and you have to adopt millions of hectares of you know land forest uh, to preserve water and then you know commercialize that water it takes a lot of land efforts regulation policies come into picture which may not be conducive in you know outside japan for japanese companies to do so so now with our solution these japanese companies could be you know looking forward to you know sticking to their philosophies not only in japan but outside japan as well so you know this is where we come into picture that we we have built actually very good traction with many many japanese our many many beverage companies got it uh, got it pradeep now uh, pradeep um, so this um, in the sustainability spe- sector we see a lot of interest coming in how has that um, converted into funding for you um, where are you in terms of 
uh, funding. <laughs> sure, uh, sure, Vaishnavi. So I, I will, you know, start from the beginning. Maybe so, 2019, you know, when we started, when we registered the company, so we we initially, you know, um, were lucky enough to, you know, get many many grants. We were one of the top five runners ups uh, of, you know, X, water abundance X prize in 2018. So these grant money and award money helped us bootstrap the company in the beginning you know first one and a half years if i could say and in 2021 in september uh, you know we raised our first round um uh, uh, you know that was with special invest in other two sets of co-investors one from japan and one from the us so we we find that you know investors actually are looking for good ideas uh, you know good climate tech ideas and we actually personally have received very good traction with you know many many investors and we see that you know um, in um, the the culture is changing and in uh, uh, many many investors have started looking to deep tech hard particularly hardware also so it's something that is you know really really uh, good to good to learn great so you received funding from special investors as of now yes okay and two other sets of co investors also in Japan, um, Mr. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of um, uh, US-based co-investor Peter and Mr. Sharin, Mr. Peter comes from an entrepreneurial background. He has more than three decades of experience in water domain, and you know, Mr. Sharin again comes from hybrid bag hybrid background in the sense that you know he has spent quite a good time his time in corporate as well as uh, you know um, as uh, be, as being an entrepreneur also. Thank you so much for talking to us about Uravu, about uh, about the technology, about the funding, and you also gave us some insights into the sustainability sector and what we can expect moving forward. The situation looks optimistic, and yes, there's a lot of work to be done, and that's why uh, I think the community is looking towards deep tech innovators and deep tech in general. Thank you, Pradeep. Thank you for taking time out, and it was nice having you on board for this conversation. Thanks. Thanks, Ashnavi. Yes. Thank you.